Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. I got back a day ago from Walter Reed Medical Center. I went in, I wasn't feeling so hot. And within a very short period of time, they gave me Regeneron. A short 24 hours later, I was feeling great. And that's what I want for everybody. If you're in the hospital and you're feeling really bad, Regeneron. We have hundreds of thousands of doses that are just about ready. You're going to get better. You're going to get better really fast. Regeneron. Because I feel great. I feel like perfect. I want to get for you what I got. Regeneron. And you'll see some amazing things happen. You're going to get better. You're going to get better fast, just like I did. going on in the news. I'm not going to... 
I'm not gonna bother trying to cover it all because it's mostly insanity. Like we've had enough insanity. I do want to talk about the uh, plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. I think that's something relevant that needs to be discussed. Um, and you know, just just to just to talk about it, it seems as if. This is not weighing well with Donald Trump and the uh, MAGA crowd. They are trying to scramble right now to distance the president from this inhonorable uh, act. I mean, it's just... Uh, the act itself... What was uncovered by the FBI and everything. Yeah. It was uh, pretty extensive with their low level plotting skills. But regardless, I, I, I mean, let's just be honest about this. Regardless of what actually happened, regardless of everything that we know, regardless of all the information that's coming out. The bottom line is the right side in the media are doing everything they possibly can to distance Donald Trump from this horrible incident, even though, you know, and it, it, it's, it's becoming more and more obvious. I mean, there's no, there's no point in them trying to cover it up anymore. There's no point. listening to one of them just freaking out sorry I got stuck behind a school bus there Apparently, do a U-turn somewhere around here. I mean, uh, lost my train of thought. School bus pulled out and just stopped in the middle of the road, and I'm kind of like, "What are you doing? What's the plan here?" What are you guys doing driving around these back roads where I live? Cut it out. In all honesty, here's the problem. We know for a fact that Dump at the mouth, he's, you know, uh, you know, of course I don't support white supremacy. On the other side of his mouth, it's hard to decipher, okay? Let's just be honest about it. So we've got a sitting president who's basically... May people would feel liberating their state from a governor. And 
the act itself is important. What happened is important. But what I really want people to focus on is what the right in the media is doing. How far they're going with this. They've managed to single one of them out. One of them out as, as something they weren't. Well, he's not a, he's not an anarchist. Or, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. It's the point that they're, what they're doing that I, that I really think is really important. The act itself, yeah, it's important. The act itself is really important. But more so important is what the right in the media is doing about this. They are peddling everything and anything to distance the president from this group of men. Granted, we know that the president wasn't in charge of these group of men. I'm not insinuating anything like that or whatever. But he is empowering these people. And it's a shame that we have Americans out there that are willing to entertain these insane statements from the right and not really pay attention to what's happening to this country. They're eating it up. They are eating up what the right is trying to give them. If you pay attention, this is what they're doing. They're telling... The right is telling their base, their their listener base, their base of the right, that these men are not what they appear to be. And they're trying desperately to distance Donald Trump from this group. And you would think that that wouldn't be a very hard thing to do. I can't think of a sitting president that could ever have been linked to a terrorist cell, so to say by just his words alone, not participating, not directing it, but creating it, empowering it, giving it something it's never had, a president that supports it. Would not openly denounce it when pressured. When put on, when the spotlight was on him, he failed. He failed miserably to denounce white supremacy and these militia groups that are part of that cell. And it's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate that we live in a country where misinformation, in fact, are so intertwined now that people are actually failing to recognize that people are cheering these guys instead of looking at it as it is these are homegrown terrorists people are actually cheering for them there's actually probably a GoFundMe right now I mean I'm not I'm not trying to be funny I'm, I'm being honest there are people that are cheering these guys they're trying to take our country back now what does this lead to? There's a guy I like to watch on YouTube, uh, Bo of the Fifth Column. I've probably watched almost every one of his videos. And, you know, he was enraged at this too, and he made a valid point. And I, I tried to get his permission. I was going to record his whole show and, and, and put it online, just like, you know, 
because I think it's important people hear it. This message is pretty clear. It's a lot more eloquent than mine, of course. <laughs> I know I'm kind of like the grunt in, in, in podcasting, you know, I, I get dirty and I say shit and curse and swear and carry on. And, um, I don't come across very kind and approachable and sweet and, you know, uh, horseshit. But uh, I like his show, and he was talking about this today, and it was something I was going to talk about, and I thought maybe I'd, I'd play his show. Um, and if I do, it's going to play now. If I don't get permission, then it's just going to be me again. So I'm going to step out. I got something I got to do. I'm going to come back. <clears throat> And restart this. Um, but if I get permission from him, uh, that's what's going to play next. If I don't get permission, um, it'll be me. But if he ends up giving me permission, I'll add it to this podcast and it'll go right here. Right here. Wait. I'll be right back. It'll be right here or I'll be right here. One or the other. Right here. It won't stop recording. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, I can edit this out later. But if not, and I just leave it in, uh, it'll be right here. If it's him. If not, it'll be me. If it's not. So, whatever. Bye. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So, I guess we're going to talk about Michigan, right? Kind of have to. Seems important. So, we're going to do that. We're going to talk about what almost happened, why it almost happened, and what it foreshadows. See, there are people in this country who are attempting to energize their base. And that's a thing. It's normal. It occurs every time there's an election. The problem is they're using rhetoric that is so divisive, so extreme in nature, that uh, it's energizing people to do something else. And they've subjected the populace to this rhetoric for four years. For four years. This is what it leads to. This is what it leads to. And in my opinion, there are two people that hold a whole lot more responsibility for this than others. It's the president and the vice president. Because they refuse to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. See, when the average American hears that, I think that they're picturing that cool congratulatory phone call from the loser to the winner. And that committing to a peaceful transfer of power means that they're not going to like go through legal battles. That's not the question. The question is, will you commit to a peaceful transfer of power? And the answer is no. They won't commit to it, so the answer is no. Avoiding the question doesn't mean anything. The answer is no, because they won't commit to it. That sends a message to go along with all of that rhetoric. Force is on the table. Here you go. The attempted snatch of a governor to spark it, to get that show on the road. And there's a lot of people who think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, okay. See... In the U.S., we've been insulated from it for so long. To a lot of people, that's just something that happens in movies or something that happens over there. It's not real. But see, I think a lot of Americans remember when it happened to contractors over there. Remember the footage? See, that's a pretty plausible outcome from these events. That's something that could have occurred. 
would you feel when it's an American on American soil, on their knees, bag over their head, begging, and it's being done to them by another American? What's the reaction going to be? It's a very real possibility. And yeah, they failed this time, but they're allowed to. They're allowed to hit and miss. Their opposition, those trying to stop them, they have to hit every single time. Because it only takes once. It only takes once to cause things to spin out of control. To cause things to hit that point of no return. Because once it starts, it's because the back and forth starts. And it's small little groups. We need to take a step back. And sadly... The person who can accomplish that step back the fastest is somebody who has shown for years that they don't actually have the ability to lead. They don't even understand that their statements are Yeah, that rhetoric started before this administration, but they certainly ratcheted it up. Trump ratcheted it up, pitted American against American for his own personal gain. And it's going to be him. If, if we want to walk this back in the next 30 days, and I strongly think it should be, it's got to be him. He has to come out and condemn this and commit to a peaceful transfer of power. Because if he doesn't, if he just comes out and condemns it, it doesn't mean anything. Because they'll take that as, oh, well, he had to say that for political reasons, but you notice he says force is still on the table. He has to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. He has to own this. Try to unite the country instead of divide. He can redeem his whole presidency by doing this. Because right now he set the stage with all of this rhetoric of make America great, apparently by undermining all of America's core principles, everything that has helped this country. It's got to be him. Sadly, he's a man who has spent his entire administration defending the indefensible and refusing to condemn the things that need to be condemned. He has to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. Or we may have another incident like this. We may have something else happen like this. And they might get it right. They might succeed. Nobody wants that. Nobody who's actually familiar with it wants that. And it's really hard to stop once it starts. The President of the United States has to come out and commit to a peaceful transfer of power. It's not a game. It's not a movie. That's where we're at. Is into some very dark water. If you watch his channel long enough, fan of electoral politics, voting is the least effective form of civic engagement. Trump has to lose in a landslide. I am not a partisan person. I'm not a Democrat. I have never said that a president could be the downfall of the country. I do not know if the U.S. will make it if the president is reelected because he doesn't have the ability to clean up the mess he has created through his rhetoric. It is incredibly important that Trump lose.
big. And if you are part of the Trump administration, you have any influence, he has to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. He has to tone this down, and that's the way to do it. Send the message that forces off the table, because the message he is sending by refusing to commit to a peaceful transfer of power is that using force to seize or retain power is okay. People hear what he's not saying. This president hasn't made America great. He has brought it to its knees. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day. wonder what would happen if if per se someone else another bunch of guys decide to get together and try this shit and it's it's important to note that the silence from the GOP throughout this entire ordeal with Donald Trump and I'm not just talking about the attempted kidnapping on the Michigan governor I'm talking about everything he's emboldened I mean, he's on record talking about what happened in Portland with men men going in there and taking taking care of the riffraff kind of comments empowers this. This is what is wrong. And as Americans, we all should be pissed off and angry. I don't know why nobody else... I mean, I don't know... It's, Reason why I fucking named my show what I fucking named my show. I'm, we're dealing with Americans in our own country who think what they're what just probably happened is okay. Where do you draw the line between being an American and being a supporter of domestic terrorism? Where do you draw the line between patriotism and fascism? Where do you draw the line where this kind of act is acceptable? And never mind if it's acceptable or not, whether people 
out there are like, yeah, I wish they would have got her, or like most Americans, like, well, thank God that this was stopped. We're at that one little pivotal point where we're becoming self-aware of the enemy within. And it's dangerous. And it's beyond that. It's the president and the vice president, both. Both refusing to say and commit to a peaceful transference of power at the end of this election. Both Donald Trump and Mike Pence during a debate had an opportunity and refused to commit to a peaceful exchange of power or transfer of power. That should be a big red fucking red giant fucking flag for any patriot in this country. That's why I said, where do you draw the line between patriotism and fascism? Where do you draw the line between terrorism and patriotism? Where do you draw the line? We're in this situation because of Donald Trump. This isn't, yes, I, I I would admit to the fact that these kind of people have existed for a long time in the United States, no doubt. But they've been like a like a fucking plantation of corn. They've been fertilized. They've been manicured and whatever. And they're fucking growing their seeds of hate. And they are recruiting people by who knows what numbers. You know, I, I tend to think back to El Paso. The murdering of Hispanic Americans at a Walmart in El Paso. The man that did the shootings left a manifesto. Self-proclaimed Trump supporter. Now, it could have, at that point, it could have become mute. It could have became irrelevant whether he was a Trump supporter or not. The moment he pulled that trigger, it could have became irrelevant. But what made it irrelevant, what made it stand out, was a celebrating by the MAGA crowd in El Paso after he opened fire and killed those people. A virtual parade. That would have been a great moment for Donald Trump to denounce white supremacy because that was what it was. But we're not, we're not seeing that from the GOP either. And that's something we also need to be really weary of. Fuck Mike Pence. Fuck the President of the United States. If they won't say or commit to a peaceful transference of power after this election, if they are refusing to, then that would be a good opportunity for the Republican Party to step up their fucking ball game a little bit and come forward and stand up for this country. But instead, the silence from the Republican Party has been deafening. It's indicative of what they stand for. It's indicative of what the Republican Party is now all about. 
we're not paying attention enough to the Republican Party. We're not paying attention enough to the GOP. We're not paying attention enough to what these people are doing. They are ignoring what Donald Trump and Mike Pence didn't do. And there in line is the main issue. I've talked about it before and I'm going to talk about it again because it's extremely important people get it through their head. And I actually kind of hope that I can reach people like Jerry Wayne. I wish I could reach people like him because his simplistic view is, is this is, you know, the Democratic Party is trying to impeach the president again because they just don't like him. I mean, hello, dude, you call yourself a patriot of this country, but yet there's no red flag when both the president and vice president are refusing to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. You, you should be ashamed of yourself. I am sorry. You want honesty? There you go. I don't get it. And if, for those of you who are wondering who Jerry Wayne is, he's a, I don't know what he is now. He's an NRA spokesperson, used to be a warehouse construction worker, or I don't know, he worked in a plant or something, you know, I don't have a problem with a guy that works in a plant. I'm just saying, I mean, that's what he was. And then uh, he met Joe Biden, asked him a question, and Joe Biden, in turn, uh, mispronounced the name of the weapon, the AR-15. He was like, the AR-14 or something. I don't know what happened. But Jerry Wayne is this guy that made a video of him shooting his AR-15. He was backed by the NRA because he disagreed with Donald Trump, with, uh, with Joe Biden. So I had him on, on Twitter for a while there. Um, and then someone came to me and said, dude, he's just an implant. He's not even fucking real. I mean, he's real. He's a real human being. I'm not, you know, he's just—he's not like you and me. He's not an American. He's traded his fucking red, white, and blue over for fucking Trump. And I'm like, I, I don't think so. Come on. So I, I tried co- connecting with him a few times, and he—he he doesn't ever reply, and I don't expect him to. Um, but I, I was—I thought I was in discussions with this guy to have a sit down, where maybe we could share a beer over the internet. And I said, I'll meet you on my front porch and maybe you can, you know, we can, you can sit wherever the fuck you want and I'll sit on my front porch and we'll share a beer together and have a conversation about what the fuck's going on in this country. And instead, I, nothing. And that's fine. Maybe he just doesn't want to meet with me because I'm not important. Or maybe he, he doesn't want to meet with me because he might make me important. Or maybe, maybe he's a fucking coward. Or maybe what the guy told me is fucking true. Maybe he is just what he is. But I gave him an opportunity. The opportunity passed, pal. Uh, good luck to you, really. I mean, I don't see your stance. You're famous for getting upset at Joe Biden. You no. Know? Oh, yeah, an AR-14 thing, whatever. The point I'm trying to make is that's the kind of guy right there. It's all about guns, God, and country, baby. That's it. Okay, all right, cool. That's all, that's all you care about is your... You know, claim to fame. Cool. (laughs) I just, I find it odd that people are sitting there right now and it doesn't dawn on them what's happening to their country. They're sitting right there and and they're, they're not even paying attention to what's happening to this country. And they're doing it though while they're cheering it on. 
they're cheering it on as the very rights that they believe and then they cherish are being eroded and you have a guy that's not going to commit to a peaceful transference of power and his vice president both given the opportunity failed of course what'd you expect checking the mail oh cool well Bo said I could record his show and play it on here and uh, I already set myself up to do that so if you already heard that (laughs) hey I love his show he's a great guy very intelligent and speaks a hell of a lot more eloquently than I do and I, I dig the guy I dig his opinions um, I give him credit for how he's handling everything because he's nothing like me because I, I go off the deep end and you know if you listen to my show it's F you F that eat a dick <laughs> I mean I just say whatever I want to say What are you doing? The dog's been outside. He's not my shoes and man. <laughs> you, you chased him and caught him? Yeah, without shoes. How are you going to get him home? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, let's open this door and see if, see if uh, at least uh, Chewy will get in. Can you reach the door? Hey, come here, Chewy. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Let's hold Lilu. Come on, Chewy. No. No, get over here. Here, let me see if you can give me his collar. Oh. Oh. I just need six inches. <laughs> Come on, Chewy. Chewy, jump. I can't get him. Okay, I'll just walk up. Okay. When you get home, could you ask someone to help me? Yeah, let me run down there. Thank you. Bye. Here, close the door. Try to kick. All right. I'll be right back. Bye. Bye. No, I really, honestly, uh, guys like Bo um, that talk and say the things they say carries a lot of meaning. I really don't know a whole lot about Bo's background, Um, and and that's fine. Um, But what I do like is that he's he's a lot. uh, I'm not. I'm not saying he's a lot like me, but. In essence, uh, there's a lot of the ideals there that I can agree to, and a lot of things he says I agree to. And there's oftentimes I'll turn on his show, and it'll all be something that was already on the on the tip of my tongue, and I was already talking about that day, or something I might have said, or something I was planning on recording. Or there's been a few too many times where I've <clears throat> literally um, like shared something in common to the point where I was like, I don't even know why I'm recording this. This guy already said anything I was going to say today. (laughs) And so that's happened. It's like, well, I don't want to seem like I'm duplicating this guy, but today happened to be one of those days. And I said, you know what, instead of not talking about it, because someone else talked about it or 
or anything like that. I think I'll just uh, I'll play his because it's spot on. I need one of the kids. Okay. Need you to get your shoes on quickly. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Grab the leash. I guess the dogs got out. Uh, Lilu did, I know that. Well, Lilu and Chewie both got out. Oh. And Olivia's up at the end of the, uh... Well, all you have to do is get Lilu. I know, but I need someone to run up there with a leash. Oh, okay. He told her to take the leash. She didn't want to listen. She told her to shut up. Well, oh. huh? it's her own damn fault. It's brother and sisters. Well, I would tell her to figure it out herself then. Okay. <laughs> because she's You need to fly like an eagle. I don't know where is she. She's right up there by uh, Piper's. Of course. Thank you. I'm going to bring the stuff I bought in. I love you. I love you too, but you need to stop being so soft around her if she doesn't want to listen. Oh, God. She's trying to keep the dogs. That's my wife. <laughs> Here you go. I got nothing. Give me something special. I got milk and eggs and that is special. I'm glad you like that. High yeah, five. That is awful special. <laughs> I'm glad Thank I could help. You. Yes. I know. I you know, you are very helpful, I have to say. I know. I, I don't I don't know how you ever got so helpful. I don't know. But especially with my broke ass leg and everything else. Yes, I'm glad you broke your leg. Yeah, I yeah. know, isn't that fun? No, not uh, at all. I did not break my leg. My three year old. I know. Your three year old. I know. It's not mine when she acts like that. I know. She's yours. I know. Yes. Yes. Well, I love you profusely. Do you? Yes. That's great. And I bought some Coke and Pepsi and good. Two 12 packs of each. You're coming in the house now. Coke bad, Pepsi good. No. <laughs> I love you. No, stop, stop, stop. Yes, you're I, a bad dog. I see you. I know you're there. You're a bad dog. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. Hi, Chewy. Yes. Stop.
So, thanks for tuning in to Danger Close USA, Angry American Podcast Radio. I hope you have a great evening. Um, if you hear my show and you would like to, please share on your social media. Yeah, I, I, it was more of a ramble than anything else, but uh, I'm glad Bo let me uh, play that for you. I think it's important people hear it because he, he hits it nail. He hits the nail right on the head. And I think it's important other people hear it. And I know I don't have that many people that subscribe to my show, but, you know, for some reason I've gotten a lot of hits lately and I want to thank people for tuning in. Um, just recently I've, I've topped over a thousand listeners in one day and I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, my show is not always the same. I try to change it up a little bit. So, um, you might not have enjoyed this one, but you might enjoy the next one. You might not enjoy that one. You might have enjoyed one I did five days ago. I don't know. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Um, and if you can, please share. Have a great night, America. Hoo-ah.